Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield, and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 48 of the Mizog Art Podcast. This week I'm speaking to performance artist Johnny Costi. I first met Johnny quite a few years ago when he was working for the Kersler Trust. I happened to be there volunteering at the time. This is the first of several podcasts featuring artists who are all involved with the Kersler Trust. The Kersler Trust is the UK's biggest prison arts charity that I am really quite proud to be on the board of. Each year it has an exhibition at the Royal Festival Hall. This year it is called Another Me and starts on the 19th of September until I think it's the first week of November. Previous curators have been Sarah Lucas, Grayson Perry, Anthony Gormley and one of my favourites was curated by spoken word artist Speech to Bell. This year it's curated by acclaimed saxophonist Soweto Kinch. And I'm not just saying this because I happen to be on the board this year, but every single year I urge people to go to this exhibition. It's not just visual art. There's poetry, music, songs, video. The work there just oozes frustration and despair, as well as hope and change on the brighter side. It opens on the 19th of September, and I promise it will very probably be the most raw and powerful exhibition you've been to. Other confirmed artists for the duration of the Kersler Show's Another Me are spoken word artist Wanda Kenton and Lady Unchained, long-term Kersler art supporter and Turner Prize winner Jeremy Della, confirmed only today's Lee Cutter, who makes possibly my favourite type of prison art. I'll leave it at that for now. And if we can both match up the same spare day off to record a podcast, I'll hopefully be speaking to the amazing Maggie Hambling. But for now, come with me to meet Johnny Costi and his amazing journey from street gangs of London to the British Pavilion of the Venice Biennale. Right, so this afternoon, I'm with Johnny Costi. Johnny, you all right, mate? How are you doing? Um, Johnny's got the same background as me, more or less got into art in prison um, and pretty much changed his life. Johnny, I've got seven questions that yeah. I ask every artist. The first one is, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? I would explain my work as um, a means of making sense of the world around me. Um, in, a, in a visual sense, my work kind of relies on whatever's at hand. So I'm not kind of, 
I'm not biased to like any one material. Um, I do a lot of sort of uh, scavenging. If I see stuff mm. on the street that I like, I kind of just grab that. I'd use a lot of motifs, stuff that kind of... A lot of it's London-based, because if it's where I grew up. And um, I used to make a lot of... Most of my work is sort of uh, autobiographical. Mm. And a lot of it's to do with ownership of traumas and shame and things like that. So if, when I say that, I mean, like, when I was... When I, when I first... Because I went to uni, and uh, when I come out of jail, and... I'd never sort of mixed with, like, super rich people. Yeah. And sort of telling them that my mum was a babysitter. and like, hard, oh, and, yeah. and And, and uh, people like, I'm like, where's, where's... Just, just like, just... Just things like just having to fucking... Like, having to fend for myself at times as well. Like, whereas... People, you know, like, people that have got money, and I'm not disrespecting anyone with money, and when you go out and have a drink with them, they're kind of a... Uh, they're kind of tight. Yeah. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? They're kind of tight. And I used to, and I noticed these kind of things and I just thought, I don't know, it's weird because I've kind of, I've gone off on a tangent here, but it, like, it, it's kind of, it made me realise a lot about, actually, do you know what? I'm proud that I can fend for myself. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, so I made work about my mum sort of being a babysitter, being a cleaner, my dad being a greengrocer. And just, um, we, I guess it's like a working class aesthetic. So I use a lot of like astroturf in it from when my dad was a greengrocer. No, I nice. use I use I like iron clothes in it and stuff like that as well. I've done projects where I've interviewed my family. Um, it's just about my life, really, and it's and it's kind of selfish because I, when I, I, I mean it's not selfish. It's, it's self indulgent in its way, but I think that the best art is the kind of artwork that you can see that the maker had to make it to stay sane. Yeah. So like you can see people that are kind of they've got they've got their thing, so they make they make they make these like I don't know these these ultra precious oil paintings or whatever or these high end sculptures or whatever they make and then they they got it like even like and I'm not disrespecting anyone again like Jake and Dinos Chapman they they find something they go with it and it sells and it's and it's amazing what they do or whatever if you like it you like it but it doesn't sort of it kind of sticks it's kind of safe and my artwork kind of. It's like, oh, if I see something, I'll just grab it. And I think it's down to, like, the sort of, like, you know, having a sort of, uh, a criminal sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Criminal. Mindset? Criminal mindset, yeah, like like, like the magpie's eye, like the yeah. owner's eye, you know what I mean? I see something, I think, oh, I like that. I think I'm having that. Well, that's like we was talking about earlier, when we was on about asking people for help. Yeah. And I said to you that, my with my background of just always when funds get low you used to just go out and get them yeah didn't go work for them like a normal person would you just go and get them so it's that sort of scavenging yeah. scavenging um but that's mentality, part of, isn't it? that's part of the skill that's part of the skill for me like so we call it we call it like po cruddy which means, <laughs> which is which is like the poor cripple shoe sign boys. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just like so the so the po cryptic mystics. It's like it's kind of, we're like a collective, but but we but we got us and we call it double bookie. So if we ain't got an hammer, we're using a rock. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, if we yeah. haven't got if we haven't got a jewel, then we're figuring it out somehow, and then that's going to lend itself to the estate mm. anyway. So even if you look you, if you look to like behind you, you can see that I've duct taped up some sheets together. I like because I'm gonna I'm gonna sew them up, but I'm just getting it done. And I think that and that, and that, that leads to a, a feeling of urgency anyway within the work mm. because of it's because of it's made it's made quick and it's made it's and, and it's made and even like the bumps and scrapes that it gets along the way I don't mind that either. Well, a lot of it is because with your background, with I'm presuming if it was anything like mine, didn't have too much when you was younger, so you had to sort of make do and mend. Yeah. So you you couldn't just like. I meet some, or we would meet artists where if they have an idea and they want something done, they make a phone call and pay for someone to do yeah. it. Whereas me personally, I haven't got the capacity to do that. So I have to go, right, I've got a good idea. What's the cheapest, easiest and quickest way I can do it and still make it look good? Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's, it is that, but it's kind of, I've, I've, I've learned to embrace that now. Exactly. Uh, I've and learned that's, to embrace that. I think that even down to like, you know, every, every everything I make, like my uncles have got a plumbing shop, 
and they had they had a load of they had a load of like like uh, paint that had been back to them. So, okay, I'm having that. So all of the paint that I'm using is like household paint, and it's so, yeah, punk, isn't it? Yeah, like you can, you can you can just get a load of mad old glosses and just throw it and see what happens. And <laughs> and I think that's and even like the tapes and stuff like I see, I just I just I just get it when I can. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And 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 it kind of it it builds. It builds a bit, a bit of a mystique and a bit, you know, it's a bit of a sort of a, a rascal thing to do, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, man, I'm having that, and it's no, no one's going to miss it. It's not like I'm out there thieving. It's just like, oh, well, you, you, you see something your, in the skip or something like that, you know. With your introduction to art being graffiti, yeah. Now you was doing that from a young age, yeah. And would I be right in saying that that was embraced even while you was in jail? The graffiti, yeah. Well, he, the, thieving was a big part of graffiti as well because we used to steal our paint. Cause we, <laughs> you know, thieving was a big part of graffiti. But yeah, even when I was when I was in jail, the reason I got into sort of more sort of uh, refined artwork, if you want to yeah, call yeah. it that, um, was because I was asked to. Um, I did. I did. Uh, I had art, ther- art therapy while I was in Felton. It was the only place I could use paint and whatever, and I didn't think it would do anything for me. I thought it was just a soft thing, whatever. And I still, I still don't really know what it did for me, if I'm honest. I still don't really know what it did <laughs> it for me. It doesn't matter it, understanding it, as long as it made a change. It did. I think it was just being able to paint and yeah. just being in a, in a chilled environment where I could paint. And I was, I was painting these mad, full-colour, like, wild-style kind of graffiti pieces. And then the guy told the governor about this, and then the governor was like, well, we're doing up the healthcare section for an external charity called the King's Fund. Why don't you paint these paint? Why don't you do a load of paintings for us? I said, okay. I got them to order loads of loads of spray paint, like loads and loads of spray paint. I knew it was way, like way too much, <laughs> but I thought at least if, at least someone might be able to use it after yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. And getting spray paint into a place like Feltham was not no, not, no. it's not kind, of, it's not heard of. So I did all these pieces. I did like there's a photo over there of one of them actually with my mum in it, and um, yeah. So I did like a felt's piece, a big old felt's piece, and then I did like a be lucky piece. I did a well, so I did the health piece, and then I did a couple of more sort of abstract expressionism paintings. So, so I went from sort of not having, because I wasn't allowed. I didn't. I didn't. There was no space for me in the art room, so I had, went from not being able to go into the art room. So I had to go to uh, art therapy to become an art orderly, which is which is just oh, made I didn't up. Even know there was one of them. Then, no, no, it was I completely made one. up. It was completely <laughs> made up, and. Um, and then I was working on these paintings non-stop. I, feel, I got strip searched all the time because I think a couple of the screws weren't happy about it. Yeah, it just bitter or for whatever reasons, they kept saying they thought that, that, that I nicked the roller. They thought I nicked the roller. It's like where's that gone, mate? When you think, I mean, for anyone who done who, who's listening who doesn't know, Feltham is a young offender. Yeah, person. and Feltham as well. Feltham's Feltham's quite a notorious one. I was there. For, I was there for, for just over twenty months. And, uh, and and I did this for them, and then they downgraded me, and I got to go to to Hollisley Bay. Nice. So uh, yeah, I was loving it. And then when I got to Hollisley Bay, they asked me to paint another six paintings for them. Nice. So that kind of made me start thinking, mate, there's something in this because it was, it's already had a, a, a big effect on my life. Yeah. So while I was while I was, it's, uh, put, it's given people trust in you, hasn't it? Yeah, but it's changed my it's changed my surroundings as well. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of the key for I think in any successful work. You can make your surroundings better. That's why we work hard, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So I thought. So I thought. Wait, there's something in this, and I had. I had a supportive art teacher as well, and uh, she. She. She used to bring me like. She bought me a Basquiat book. I think I've still got it, and it's, I think I took it with me because, and it's still got. The, still got a note in it saying, "Well, it was like and stamp felt them and that, and it's like a. It's like a relic now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, that's the ideal person for you to look at, right? When yeah. you're in that position. Yeah, because if I thought, oh, there was graffiti and that was kind of all the cool art there was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I thought all the rest of it was just for saps, like, and, or whatever. Like, I didn't think it was, I just didn't think it was, uh, didn't think it was for us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think it was for But why, for why would people. you think that? You've never, I didn't you know, you've never been in, in that environment, have you? Oh, yeah. I didn't grow up in a house with art in it, really. Don't, you know, we'd have photos of our family in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If he was lucky and well, you see, you just see a hi- your graffiti is an extension of hip hop, don't you? A visual yeah. interpretation of it, and that's what hip hop was the first love. You know, hip hop was like when I discovered hip hop and all that. It was like my world really opened up to, and it's informed a lot. It's informed a lot of my practice now because again, when I say when I find something and I put it with something else, a lot of that's based on freestyle 
and and that kind of energy of hip hop. So I don't know. And there's there's there's, there's essences of graffiti. There's, so there's always been graffiti in. Graffiti can always go into the fine art, but the fine art never really comes into the graffiti. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it only works one way. Um, I think that. I think that I think that a lot of it to do with me, kind of. Getting better within my my mental health and stuff as well was was down to timing, as well ultimately because there was a lot of factors. That, so there was the, there was the governor that said oh he wanted me to paint these things. There was the external uh, charity that was funding it. There was the fact that I, that I thought do you know what I want to get out of my cell. I'm going to do this uh, art therapy, and then and then and then I managed to get into St Martin's. Do you know what I mean? Pretty much it was all from that. From that, uh, what do you call it, like that snowball yeah, effect, yeah. and I remember like I got let out of jail for the day to go to Archway, where I was, where I was, you know, I grew up around there, and like I had my interview, and they give me it on the spot. So then I was like, this is this is mad, like this is mad. Like I went into prison with like with just a messed up head, completely messed up head, not caring like whether I lived or died, and I'm leaving with like actual like. Uh, Possibilities in front yeah, of me, yeah. which ain't which ain't really the case for you know ninety percent of the people that go to well, prison. It's, it's because I, I, I'm presuming if it's anything like me, you go in there with one mindset, and then you just see that art. I mean, it could have been anything, but in, in yours and my case, you happen to be art. You see that people like us can be accepted into that world. Yeah, you know, I always thought it was just a middle class yeah, white thing. You know, and people like me weren't. And then I saw. Um, a thing on telly with Ray Richardson, who's from Woolwich, right. who speaks just like me. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "Fucking hell, he's all right. I can, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. there. I can get there." Well, I had another thing as well that helped me a lot when I came out. Um, I had a mentor from Kersler, yeah, from the Kersler Trust, um, and she was amazing. Like she used to take me into like South Bank Centre or to Tate Modern or eh, name it, and she'd take me there. She'd give me like a nice granola bar and a flat coffee, whatever they yeah, call yeah, them, yeah. cafe latte or whatever they are. And she was like, you're allowed to be in here. And that, I never, thought, I always felt like an alien going And I used to, I did used to like sneak off from from when I was doing whatever I was doing and go to go to galleries on my own. And I just, and then someone would ask me a question and I'd be like, oh, God, yeah, get away I'm from not, me, like, yeah, get yeah. away from me. And I'd, and I'd just leave. Embarrassed about answering. Yeah, I'd think, no, this ain't for me. And I think they'd all just know, you know, like you get that feeling. That, oh, they all know that I'm up, to, that I'm up to something. Yeah, that, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not in there up to something, but they all know that I'm imposter syndrome. Yeah, like and that, oh yeah, that I'm crooked or whatever. You just used to think that you just had con written Can on you your forehead. Do you remember the time that changed? Or, or do it you still a get lot, a bit of that? I do some. Not really now. No, I've clocked the art, the art world now. I, I take the piss because because yeah. I just think oh they, they, confidence. They, well, no, they 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 they, they fetishize me, and so I just think that. You know, I'm, I'll take the piss. I tell them, yeah. I, I, sometimes I just make stories up. Like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I, like, when, when I know someone's like in it because they think they, they think that it's like so edgy and cool that like they've got this artist that used to be an ex blackguard like, like an armed robber, and I just think, oh yeah, I remember this time and I must have must have robbed this bank and I just yeah. give it. I just give. It, I just start go. reliving something you saw on the telly the night before. I had it before with Vice, and they've sent me an email saying what what about the, you know know the Tunbridge Wells robbery. And they, they they licked 52 million quid and they was asking me what I would have done with it. And I was like, excuse me, I don't even know you. And you're asking me to be a crime pundit for you. And I think, oh yeah, I said I would, I would, I would, have, uh, I would have buried it somewhere or some yeah. shit. I, I came up with some silly story that was absolutely like, fa- like fabricated and just bollocks. So, well, so, I had that for years. When, when, I got, when I went to uni, I thought I'm not going to embrace this prison thing. I've just lived it, lived, been in prison yeah. for seven years. I don't want to spend another three years analysing and fucking working over yeah, it. Yeah. I want to get out of it and do something different. And I did do that for the first year. I was fighting it and fighting it. And then, I mean, I've heard you say before, every, like uh, uh, similar words, that in in university, people are fucking trying to grab onto a theme, a little yeah. something. And, you know, and then we walk in there with this theme and background that the others would pay for yeah you know we've that if we embraced it and i didn't embrace it well enough well like my background and what had happened to me and and where i'd been it's yeah but then there's i I did i did i was i was working with letters and stuff um when i first when i first went to uni and 
it's 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 a delicate one because you become typecast as well. Mm. So I've even had it with um what Jeremy said, Jeremy Della said to me, Yo, you gotta be a bit careful with that because do you wanna be known as the guy that went to prison, the artist that went to prison? Or do you wanna be known as the artist? And yeah, that's that's yeah, kind of totally. that's kind of it. So now now it's kind of my artwork does deal with themes of prison and themes of street life, but before it was kind of overtly about my my experience of prison, but but it was a big it was a big part of my life. Mm. You know, I was young and and now and then then I sort of went into more sort of our themes of upbringing and then like sort of just experience because I can't talk about stuff I don't know yeah. about I find that really difficult well, you, you get a lot of people a visual journey straight to the target wasn't you yeah. at the time whereas now with with um, education if yeah. you like an experience you learn how to take them on a journey yeah. to the to so the they target. can see that see it yeah, for themselves to the destination yeah before it was a bit too not crass it was a bit too like Obvious, yeah. Like I say, you know, like this guy's obviously been jailed, but I guess it, now, now, yeah, I'm doing a lot of work about anti-violence, and I'm doing a lot of abstract paintings as well at the moment, which yeah. is which is a bit different for me. But it's kind of a private practice, the the painting stuff, because of I, I kind of, I can make paintings, but I'm not a painter. I can sort of do poetry, but I'm not a poet. I can make films, but I'm not a filmmaker. But I can sort of put them all together. Yeah. So I wouldn't show like so like I've got a couple of paintings up there, but I wouldn't sort of show them on their own. Or I've got a couple of films, but I wouldn't show them on their own. I'd yeah, sort of show yeah. them curated in a space yeah, together, yeah, yeah, and I'd yeah, sort yeah. of think of the space as a whole piece. Like collage, yeah. Collage yeah, well, like, well, like I'd install the whole. Like, say we go into a room, I'd think of the furniture. I'd think of the, the you know the colours of the walls, and I, and I'd like to, I'd like to think that it, they, they they you know they work together. Um, that's kind of how I like to make things now, sort of site specific. Um, what else have I been working on? I've been working on loads of stuff. I mean, you mentioned Jeremy Della there, yeah, and also the the Kersler. So you, um, you was in the Kersler Awards, which is on every year at the um, South Bank yeah. Centre. Um, you used them as mentors, or you got you was mentored via them yeah. when you come out. Then you went to work for them for a little while, didn't yeah. you? Well, what happened first was... Because that's where I met you probably, what, five five years ago? Maybe longer than that. Was it that long? Maybe longer, because you came to the gallery that I was working at in... That's it. In and Finsby then, Park as it. well. And then done the um, the feedback on at the cursor. Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. Um, but yeah, the cursor, so we see yeah. you there. Yeah, do you know what happened with Jeremy? It was, quite, it was weird, because it was the, it was the day of my, 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 my degree show at St. Martin's. And I did this thing called Johnny's Trolley. It was like a performance thing where I like had a trolley that yeah, sort of it, all, yeah. it all kind of fell out, and it was like a sort of a like a like a mobile gallery almost with like this poetry and performance and sort of assemblage and all this kind of participation stuff happening. It was really fun, quite a successful piece, probably the most successful piece I've ever sort of uh, cha- uh, challenged, or was maybe not that. That's not the right word. Uh, yeah, you, uh, it's something you was exploring. Yeah, and. Uh, and then I woke up the next day, obviously had a few drinks the night before, I woke up the next day and I was going to have to do it all again that day, and I got a phone call from Kirsten saying, right, do you want to go to Venice with Jeremy Della and, and, a, and a group of like 11 other like, ex-cons? Uh, let me think about it. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, sweet, and, uh, and then they said, and also don't, don't tell anyone, but we, we decided to give you the job, so it was like, I was, like, I, was on a, I was on a roll at the time, do you know what I mean? And... Uh, it was a lot of hard work was paying off at once, like London buses, yeah. And then, um, and then it was so funny going to Venice in this, like, in this vaporettos with like twelve ex cons and just <laughs> one of them. One of them was next door neighbour to my pal as well. That was nice. <laughs> I was still in contact with a couple of them. Um, then I worked for them. Have they stayed in the arts? Them, them guys. Do you yeah, know? I think quite a few of them have definitely. Yeah, one of them. One of them still works for Cursor now. In fact. Who you should do a podcast with? I'll tell you his name after. Okay. Um, yeah, that was that was proper surreal. Um, that was when I think I, f- I felt a bit I felt a bit untouchable then. Yeah. Like, I felt like well, that's the thing. It when, was so weird. Like, and I never felt like that. going right. Yeah. You do get a bit. Oh, I was going to say cocky. It, well, I was a bit cocky. Yeah. I was a bit cocky. I was like, no, this is all coming. It's all coming off now. And I was like, I thought like, I thought that I thought that the path was already there ahead yeah, of me, and yeah. I thought, all right, I made it now. I thought, oh, I thought it's coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and now, it, like, it feels like you're going to get your ass smacked somewhere in the next yeah. couple of minutes. You're going to tell me. Yeah. Then, uh, 
Yeah, then well, now now I'm still here, still grinding. But it's fine, like, it's fine, because I wouldn't have it any other way, do you know what I mean? I want to be working away, but I've, I did think... But you've, you've worked with Jeremy and been around Jeremy a few times since, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's helped me. He's just he just helped me with his just 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 advice. Just advice is the, is the key thing from there. And uh, you can't and, buy that off of someone like. And he's him, he's, he's just been, just to support and because like you say, it's hard for people like us to ask for help. And um, and he's always said, look, you got to use you got to use me. Yeah, uh, you got to use your you know your 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 um your tools in the art world. Yeah, so yeah. I, I find it hard to just send out emails to people that, I just think, oh, I think it's like poncing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I was with someone just <clears> yesterday um, and we was talking about podcasting and the guy I was with yesterday, he's quite high up in the podcast world. Right. And I was talking to him about it and he went, well, why don't you just phone me? He yeah. said, I can't get you in touch with him. And I was going like, but that ain't me. And he was yeah. going, well, fucking fail then. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. That is the point. I need to tap up some people. Even like my old tutors and stuff like that, it's good to tap them up. Yeah. And when you sort of hit a bit of a brick wall, you think, what do you reckon I should do now? Because they can suggest you residencies, they can suggest they can suggest loads of things. They could even tell you to come work for them. You know what I mean? Because at what point was it you realised that you wanted to be an artist? You know what, I always knew I was an artist, but I didn't think it was ever possible. Mm. I was born an artist. Like, I was born an artist. Like, my mum, my brothers would play their computer games and I'd just be crayons. That was me. I was always like that. I was a weird little kid. I was. I was quiet. I was just, and I was, and I was always into visual things. Yeah. And um, just always in your own mind. I was. Yeah. I like. I know. I liked. You know. I liked. You know. I liked going through like my brother's clothes and sort of making outfits and things like that and um, just loads of stuff like that. I just always. I think. I, and this is this is not arrogant. This is. I just think I saw the world a bit different to to, to most, which is what an artist does. Mm. Um, and I think that that's kind of you got when I when I realised I saw the world different. I think that's when I realised I was an artist. But it sounds but, like crime got in the way for your life. life. It was just life. I oh, listen, man. I was told that I was told that oh, you know, artists they only get money when they're dead. So they talk about Van Gogh and they talk about these people. And then that's what they talk about. Yeah. And then and then you think, well, so what should I do? Then I'll just become a drug dealer like yeah. everybody else. I'll just become a thief like everybody else. And now I know. I know it's loads the easy of people. Way, mate, isn't it? it is. It's and now easy, I know loads. I know loads way. of people that are, that are dead. And a lot, listen, I know a lot, for my age, I know way too many people. That I thought, when I was 15, I knew uh, 10, 10 people that I grew up with that were dead. Yeah. And that's uh, over 10 people. And that's not right for a 15-year-old to know that. So I remember when I was younger, and I, I mean, I didn't say that about artists, but, um, yeah, I was saying, like, you know, I just want to stay in this world. It's easy. It's that, it's that way yeah. forward. And someone just went to me, well, you look at every criminal who's 40. Yeah. Well, they're doing. Yeah. Oh my god, the people I used to look up to, they're, they're fucked. They're yeah. fucked. They're either dead, on smack, or just, just completely fucked. Right? Yeah, none of them are living around down the road there in Cockfast. No, 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 <laughs> none of them are on Touch's Lane. No, 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 no. I'd rather, I'd rather. Well, the, odd, the odd one or two, possibly. Yeah, there's, there's, I'd say it's 0.1%, if that, if that, make it out of it. And I know, I do know a few of them, but they're still stressed. They're still got it. They're still stressed. They're still under, they still think they're under Robbo. You know, it's Did you find, like I found, that as soon as you decided to get out of the art world, you felt like there was a stress coming off of your shoulders? You mean the... the, 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 the sorry, the, as, yeah, as, the, as crime world. the criminal world, the criminal. Do you know what? I'll be honest. Not straight away, no. I don't think it's an overnight thing. You can't just... And when, I, when I've been around it most of my life, it's kind of... It's quite delicate because, nah, I didn't, I didn't, I still feel, I still, to this day, I still feel sometimes that things can catch up. Oh, I, I, I still get that. But where I'd given myself a goal when I was in jail and said, yeah. like, if I get the, the maximum um, grade on this art coach, yeah, yeah. then I'm giving up everything and I'm going to become an oh, artist. It was the, it was so that way, it, when I got that, on that day, is yeah. when I, you know, we were talking earlier about this born again artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when that happened on the eighteenth of April. I was like, bang, that's it. That old world's gone. I, I refer to my old self as Roy Maynard. That's, <laughs> that's the my dodgy name I used to use. Oh, the so, alias, yeah. So Roy Maynard was left behind, and Gary oh, Mansfield well, broke out as well. shell. You know, <clears throat> mine was Oreo. That was my that was my street name and my, and my tag. But yeah, no, the, when the day I'm, I do remember. When they gave me the spot um, at Byam Shores, St. Martin's, there was like, yep, yeah, you're, you're XD, you've got a spot straight away. They came out and, and 
Well, the way they do it is you put your portfolio on one side, you put your portfolio down, and then when you come back, it's either on one side or the other. Oh, yeah. So, so they say whether you got through to the next round. They're all sitting there, all the kids are sitting there, and they're younger than me as well, and they ain't seen half the stuff I've seen. And like, they got the guys come out and said, oh, is there a John Costi here? And I've gone in, and all these people are like, why has he gone in first? And then I've come out like that, buzzing. And that, and then I just, that, that was the day that I did, it's the bravest thing i ever done. To, to, to fully commit myself to, to making art for the rest of my life. I don't care if I, if I don't make it financially. That's, that's not the point. But that was, and, and therefore it was liberating, yeah, because I thought, there's no way I'm going out there again to make money by doing crime. No, like, nah, no way, no way. Like, there's no, it's like, no way, what's the point? Um, so See, in that sense, yeah. Although, like you've just said, when, when I gave you up, and I told everyone... I said, like, you know, I'm still your pal, but I don't want to be a part of that world anymore. Exactly. And then when I bump into them a few years later, they go, oh, you're still doing the art? I say, yeah. Yeah. He says, you know, how are you getting on financially? Well, they didn't say how you getting on financially. They say you're getting by all right. So, so yeah, it's hard. They go, here, yeah, look, if you want. Yeah. I'll, and they're only trying to do you a favour. I know, favor, it's happened so, so many I'll times. I'll give you something and, you, you know, pass it on to someone else. You can make yourself a few grand. Yeah. Easy work. But as soon as you say yes, then, then, then you're it's the next. Yeah, again. I know. Do you know, it happens to me all the time. But they don't, yeah. But it's just, they don't have the bad intention in it, like you no, know. Someone say, someone will say, oh, look, yeah, exactly that. Because I was, I was pretty good at what I did right back then. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you was uptight it as well. Like so, they, so people. Yeah, but say, you ended up in prison. So yeah. it sort of says you're not that good, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. It's um, yeah, giving myself. It's like, like you say, born again art, born again artist. It's like giving myself to the Lord. It's like giving myself to art. Like and saying, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that, that madness again. It was yeah, it was it was the bravest thing, and you know, I'm, you know, you do mad stuff when you're sticking people up and that, and but it's not brave, no, stupid, yeah, of course, no. but you don't realise that at the time. Yeah, you don't, you don't care, you don't, you just, you, know, you just do, you just think it's normal. Right. And you, you do a lot socially now, don't you? Yeah, socially. I do a lot. I do a lot of like um, youth work. I work with like gang members and stuff. Uh, this this year I've been concentrating on trying to open up my own space, um, trying to get the funding down because I want to be really. I'm, this year I've pretty much spent. I've been making a lot of art, like physical art, writing a lot. I've wrote a script and stuff with young people, but this year I've been mostly concentrating on prepping for next year, mm. which I've never done before. Like I've I've always sort of been concentrating on doing shows and stuff, and at one point I was doing I was doing shows and shows and shows and shows, but they don't always pay like they don't really pay like yeah. doing shows um, unless unless you unless you make sort of 2D works that, that are really saleable mm. but I'm doing like performance installation so there's not that many people out there that can even buy it no. like, there's not that many people that can actually buy it mm. do you know what I mean so mm. I've, this year I've sort of just been focused on figuring out how I can get into a place where I'm comfortable and I can I can make make the artwork that I want to make and it's sustainable and the artwork I want to make is for it's for the people that were in our situations, yeah. not for, not for not for people to hang over their bed. Do mm. you know what I mean? Or put in the toilet. I'm not really into that. That I think that there's like there are artists that, that make stuff that are sort of. I, I don't really get. I don't really understand how people that make the same sort of regurgitated painting over and over again are sort of. Are they artists or are they like designers? Because there are there are there are like so I think that we're in a stage now where. Artists should have a responsibility, a social responsibility to make a change in in this world because otherwise, what are you really doing apart from being a part of a capitalist sort of beast? See, I totally agree with what you're saying, and I try to do that in my own practice. So all of the work, or all of the work I produce, has got a sort of a little bit of social commentary running through it somewhere. Yeah. A little bit of saying, "Look at this, people are in trouble. We can help make a change." Yeah. But I've just finished work several weeks ago mm-hmm. um, to be a full-time artist. I took redundancy at work okay. to be a full-time artist. So although I've got a nice little lump of dough there that's going to see me right. through for the next six months, I've got six months to start really? making yeah, a bit yeah. of work yeah, yeah. To, to make a bit of money. So I've got to take myself, I've had to take myself out of that exact same attitude that you yeah, had, yeah. saying like, you know, art should be looked at, rejoiced and make a difference. Yeah. To now, I've got to go make money out and of it. make a bit of dough as well. well that's 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 that, that's a, that's yeah, that's 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 to be honest. That's that's, that's the nature of it, I suppose, isn't it? That's 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 the the skill. If you can balance both, 
But that's what I mean. Like, that's what I've been sort of de- dealing with these funding bids and they're a nightmare, man. Like, and that's kind of where I see... Because social projects, you ain't going to you ain't gonna get people buying social projects. No. You're going to get people funding them. Mm. And, well, you're going to get, get bodies funding them. You're not going to get, like, one person. And so that's, that's kind of what I've been focused on. How do they get funded? Where does the money come from? And how can I get in there? And how can... You know what I mean? And how can I get... How can I live? I'm not even trying to nick a lot of money off it. I'm just trying to live. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, um, there's money out there to be thrown at stuff like so this. There's so much money out there. But you've just got to tap into it. As soon as you get into it, it's like yeah. a well. As soon as you can get down to the water level, you're yeah, all right. Yeah. You know, you can drink for a few years. I see. I just tried to drink. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get my drink, mate. I mean, you sort of half... You half pressed on it earlier on with a Johnny's Trolley. There's a question here. What work have you created that you hold most dear? When I first come out and uh, I was making, I was making like these canvases, and they were based on these letters. And it was sort of I did like a series, and I sort of give one to each of my families. They, I hold them dear as as like objects that I, I wouldn't really sell. Mm. So I've got one of me and my mum. I've got one of me and my brother. One of me and my other brother. One of me and my sister. I haven't got one of me and my dad. But I've got one of all of us together. Um, and I've got one of me and my pals as well. And like those, they mean a lot to me because they take me back to a place where, like, where it's a lot more real. Like the, the sort of no, I'm, I've been out of prison. When did I come out in two thousand, I've nearly been out ten years. Uh, but it's still, you know, you still think about it, and it still has an effect on you. But like, uh, so that when I go back and look at those paintings that were made ten years ago when I first come out. It, it sort of I can look at them and I've got them in my bedroom so I wake up and I look at them and I say fuck yeah that, that did happen yeah. do you know what I mean but then I've got then I've got other pieces that I think that were successful I'm not sure how successful they are they're, they're, they're potent the, the paintings but the successful works was yeah Johnny's Trolley was really successful um, what else There's, I, I think I've done a few things in uh, Rotterdam I did a thing called um, Woe Cafe where I did, uh, not Rotterdam, sorry, Copenhagen. And uh, that was really successful, where I, I think it looked great. It done, it done what I wanted it to do. And a lot of, a lot of the work kind well, that's, of... That, so, sorry to butt in there. That's, that's the element of success, isn't it? Yeah. You had a vision, and, and it, it ticked every box, so it's successful. And that's what I'm saying. When I, when I'm, a lot of the time when I'm making these installations, the first time that I see them is the first time that the viewer sees them as well. And it takes the people to activate them. Mm. So when I did that, I made the bus. I made a bus in in the Tate Modern, and like I built this big old bus. And the, the Tate Modern, I asked them for a specific things, and it, and it didn't. Some of it didn't go to plan on their part, which was fine. Whatever I worked with, what's the hand as we do. But then when I saw my family come through. And like you know, I got my cousin walking through. He's got a can of Stella. Yeah. <laughs> got, you know what I mean? I got my, my uncle who was sick at the time, and he's not here anymore. He came through. My uncle Jimmy. He came through. My little cousin Alfie running around going mad. My dad there not knowing what the fuck's going yeah, on. What, 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 what is all this heart bollocks? And then I got and then, and then, and then and, yeah, and then and then they was all running around. And I was like, yes, now the piece is now the piece is like it's actually life, it's work. Yeah. yeah, it's come to life now. And like and that's the thing. I think that. And that's another thing that Jeremy taught me as well. That when people are your material, you have to let them sort of take it. Because you get a lot of artists that sort of use people as their material. Whereas Pete, when and he said there's a big difference between... Like when you watch his artworks, like the Battle of Orgrave, fam- famous artwork that he did. And he's like, look, I'm not in control anymore. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is then now. It's got a life of its own. Yeah, it's got a life of its own. And that's when, when an artwork can surprise you and it can go off on its own journey. That's, that's the thing that's the most key to me. Like when I'm making little sculptures which I call the culture making practice where I'm making sculptures with people and uh, sort of giving giving like this sort of supernatural energy to these sculptures like where they've got their own life and you give them, you know animism and all that kind of carry on that's kind of when I see when I see the magic of art and then, but then at the same time if I'm painting and I'm, and I'm chilling and I'm like and I'm just thinking of composition and I'm just pop, popping bits here and there and I go into a lucid kind of state and then I sort of put something, and I don't want to. I don't want to see my hand in it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to see. I don't want to see that that was me that made that. I don't want to see the brushstroke. So I so get a bit of tissue and I put it, in and then I pull it off, or I, and then it'll just kind of come together on its own. And you can see I'm getting excited about it yeah, now. Yeah, just yeah, thinking yeah. about it, yeah. And I'm going to make some work today. I'll tell you that now. So yeah, like just when it when it becomes its own thing, that's 
that's when that's when it's most exciting for me. I did another project called uh, Trash Money at the Gallery Light I yeah, Mind. Yeah. That was supposed to only last for like two weeks, and it ended up lasting for about four. So people would come in, and I had like, I had like hundreds and hundreds of like my artifacts and my objects that I collected over the years. And I was talking about okay, so people would come in and it'd be like a sort of show from the last session in the space. I'd show them a film. They'd realise that the film was being shown in the space where the film was made, and it was and and what it was being shown on was the thing. It was basically me destroying a plinth with a with a with a car jack. So it's going smashing all over those. Then displaying this film on on the plinths. So so it's a so it's a screen now, and it's in the same space. So by the time by the time the film's finished, it's about it's about five minute film I've tidied up everything and I'm like right let's get into this and one of the things I used to say was don't concentrate on the fruit concentrate on the root and then I'd have it so people would come in and we'd make stuff together and it was just playtime yeah. you know what I mean and, but, it would, but it got very deep and it's, it's a really great way of like addressing and like addressing like, like the internal of what's going on inside without sort of being invasive so people would be telling me about oh they remember when they was a kid like I had, I had, I had it before people telling me about you know I can say this because it's, it's anonymous anyway. But the people, people telling me about like their, you know, deaths in their families yeah. and really deep stuff, and like, and 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 it got to a point where I could only do two a day because it was so draining. But it was so rewarding, yeah. like, yeah, like no, you no. know, and like, I did another thing at a festival. The, the, the documentation didn't come off very well, where it was quite similar to that. And um, I was talking about it was like a made up thing, and there's there's width restrictions on my road here. And uh, I collect all of the broken wing mirrors, and I like the, yeah, I, 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 nice. I've got loads of them. I've got loads of them, <clears throat> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I came up with this idea that, do you know what? It's a bit long-winded that one. We'll leave that <laughs> one. We'll leave that one. But it was a nice one where people again. I was talking about appropriation of memory and how you can sort of how you can how you can own your traumas. So even with the trolley, when I saw that trolley on uh, it was on Holloway Road, and my dad used to have a shop up the road from there, and he had an identical trolley. And I used to play on this trolley. It was like a seesaw trolley. Yeah, yeah. And, and seesaw yeah. past and present, right? And uh, and when I saw it, I'd suppressed all these memories. Because, you know, like, when you, you when you get older and you, you, you do crime and you, you do all this bad man thing, you, you forget that you was once innocent. Do you know what I mean? You completely forget it. You, you push it down and down and down because you don't want to think about it because you're a bad man or whatever. You're, 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 you're a thief. You're, you're whatever. Yeah, you don't want to you don't, look at reality, do yeah, you? Yeah, you don't want to think, oh, once I was such a nice little boy. Mm. And then I saw it and all these memories came flooding back and I like to deal with stuff like that. So I took that, I took that, that, that well, I did nick it by, by sort of owning that memory and that trauma of, of like the suppression of all of those memories that I couldn't face. I couldn't face thinking about myself playing on that, tra- on that, on that, uh, on that trolley. I couldn't face it because it was too much to think about because of all of the stuff that's gone on since. And then I did that, and I was like, "This is actually," and it's it changes like it changes like the neurons in your mind and the messages that they're sending. So when you ne- next time I see that trolley, I'm gonna be like, oh, "Hard to know." Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. What I did in that show. Next time that they they see the the broken wing mirrors or or, or the little sculptures that they're making, they're not gonna think about the. They will think about the, the traumas, but it will, it will open up a new a new passage for your neurons to go to the next to drop off their message in the next place in your mind. And I think that's. That's 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 crazy. Like that's that's that is really good art, right? And all like, really good practice. So you like getting people involved into art, yeah, and in your art. But I think that participants um, always surprise you. So like, I'm I'm planning to do a like a peace walk quite soon. Where I'm going to be going to different locations where people have been killed, and I think that you you all, like all you need to do is bring something of interest there. And you'll have people come up to you like, oh, I knew the fella. Uh, and, he's, and that's... So you kind of... The artwork is not really... It's not really the physical thing. So the artwork, when I'm making the sculptures with people, is not about the sculpture. It's about the conversation. Mm. And it's about the like, addressing kind well, it's, of... It's a visual um, image of, of the concept, isn't it? Yeah, it's, but that, that's... <clears> and and the, the meat of it, the concept of it is is, is... is like being able to talk openly and freely about... About whatever you want, and 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 just about being able to just—it's about being in sort of being in control, and because once you're in control of something, you know it, it chills you out, and and that's what that's what you kind of need in this crazy world, because there's it so is much as going if on. You sort of find 
you, you, you think of, of a puzzle, if you like. Each concept, each idea for an artwork is a puzzle. And, and we spend a lot of time exploring, challenging, looking to see what's right, what's wrong, trying to work this puzzle out. And then when we get to the final piece of artwork, that's just the proof that we've solved that puzzle. Yeah. And and you know that's, that's how we show it to everyone else. Say this is the result. It's like the Rubik's cube. Yeah. You know this is the finished well, Rubik's cube. That's like I say to when I'm when I'm because I do some judging for the cursor now. When I'm there, it's like I say I I look at it like the work that you're seeing is not the work. The work, the work, the work, the real work is is the guy like getting the feedback and then being able to make a. A, a, a portrait of his of his of his new baby or his niece or his or his nephew or something like that, and then send it to them and say, and then then it's then it's the social healing that happens from that, and that's the work. That's, it's got an energy. It gives yeah. it an energy. It's the heal. It's the healing that, that I'm concerned with. So like when someone can sort of take, because the art's healed me like no end, and you know we, we all, nobody's perfect. I'm not saying oh yeah I'm I'm a do gooder or anything like that, but I think that when you when you can heal each other. Through, through making art because I can I, I, I think that I, my artwork that I make quite often has healing properties to it for the participants but it also does for me of course it's not it's not like I'm it's not like I'm I'm not a therapist I would never say I'm a therapist but the work I make can be very therapeutic for people mm. um, but I'm also being selfish in my own way because it's it's reminding me of all of the, the shit that's gone on yeah, in the past yeah. so it stays at the forefront of my mind mm. so that the next time one of, my, one of my friends does come up to me and says hold that and you can give it to him and earn a few few grand I won't do it yeah. because of because of rainy days you know it gets temp, you know temptation that's why comes. I use the Roy Maynard thing yeah. because I say Gary Mansfield don't do that Roy yeah. Maynard would have yeah or there's still a little bit of Roy Maynard in me every yeah year. of course and, you know he's still I, I do say to people that Roy Maynard's in a little cage inside, yeah. but Gary Mansfield's got the key. Yeah, yeah. Know? Well, that's the thing. It's like if, it's like I've had it before when uh, when I got attacked, and uh, and and ultimately the Oreo in me had to come out because I had to defend myself. Yeah. And and that that you know because. But does Johnny Costi know when to stop? Whereas Oreo wouldn't have. Is, is what I find. Yeah, what I'm afraid yeah. of. Yeah, that's the thing. That's because the thing. Roy Maynard wouldn't have stopped. Yeah. Or he would have stopped too late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right there. Um, Kersler, this year, how many artworks do you reckon you judged from? This year, I judged the portrait category and I did it with two other people and there would have been, I reckon about, I think they said there was about 800. What, that you judged personally? Well, with the three of us, we did it together. Because it's amazing. When you go into Kersler, oh, it is like walking into a collage, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, they've changed it now. They've, 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 there used to be a lot more artworks on the walls, but the the, the prison, because uh, of Kersler's at the Scrubs, the, um, they said it was health and safety. But, but years ago, what, four, five, three, 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 four years ago, but when I was working there as arts handler, I think there was 8,000 works. Eight to 10,000. Some of them, but a lot of them would have been poetry. And non-visual, but like when you're handling it, and when it come, comes in, and you're opening them all up, and you're giving them their K numbers and that, and it's like, oh my, that is like that for me. It's like Christmas. It is like Christmas, <laughs> but that is like I'd much rather see that artwork than a lot of you know ninety percent of the shows I go to. I think they're rubbish, man. Yeah. Like, I think that like, I think they're just they're just product based, like, money grabbing shit. Yeah. And like and I see and I see. I go there and I look at I look at how they hang things and I, and I look at how 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 they how they how they build plimps and how they how they raise their walls and yeah, likewise and I and I think and I, and I think okay I can nick that so that when I make some artwork it will look like artwork because that's what people are doing but the rest of, but the actual subject matter and and the actual content most of it's pony yeah most of it's most of it's shit well I've always since I got out I mean I like you I I, I entered Cursor when I was in um, for a couple of years. Or a couple of times, I've gone to the shows every year since I've since I've been out. Um, and it's coming up now, isn't twice. it? It's, it's, it's September, isn't it? September the nineteenth, it opens. Okay, I'm to, there to the public. Um, but I I often say to people, just go there, just feel the energy. Yeah. I might be a bit biased because the, nah. of, of the subjects matter, but I've taken people with me who 
no, obviously know my background, but I've taken them there to to the show, not not Cursor's HQ. But I've taken them to the show. And I just say, go and have a walk around, and everyone comes back buzzing about how good it is. Yeah, it's incredible. No, it is. Inc- it's incredible, and it's something. It's something that we really, really need. Like, like I think that, it, yeah, you can't. And it's just so surprising every mm. year. It's just so surprising, like the stuff that comes out of these prisons. Sometimes, yeah, you get you get your sort of stuff that you see sort of every year, like you get your Bob Marleys or your John yeah. Lennons or your whatever. Spurgeon. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and like stuff like that. But that, but even that is, is great because if it's it's just chilling someone out ultimately. But sometimes you meet you meet. Oh yeah, I suppose you do meet a little gem on the wall. Yeah, and it might not be. A perfectly painted no, it doesn't painting. Matter. There's just be a little something. Last year, it was part of a painting of a prison cell when there was a cup in the sink. Yeah, think... and I've walked past his painting, seen this little cup in the sink, and for me, bang, bang, bang. There was these memories. I could yeah. smell it. Yeah, I could yeah. see it. I could hear it. For me as well. When I see the the like a painting that's been painted either on the green, the light green bed sheets or the yeah, dark, yeah, or the dark yeah. green curtains, and you can see it, and you think. And only you, only you know that. Like only someone that's been inside yeah. would know that, or someone you know, someone that's worked inside would know that that's that's the bed sheet. And they've probably they've probably got they've probably got told off for that as well. Like they've probably got a nicking for yeah. that. Uh, and uh, the carved soap gets me. Yeah, the carved soap. That's what. Yeah, the carved soap. I got a load of that stuff. I got a load of that. That like, even I made I made a load of canvases out of the sagum toothpaste and yeah. uh, the White just, Windsor. Oh, mate. Just it's just that that stuff really gets to me. But then I, I love I love a lot of the poetry as well. I love a lot of the poetry stuff. Yeah. I think that the poetry stuff is uh is so deep and like and this 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 is the different this this stuff like and I know it sounds cheesy, this stuff does save lives. Like it does it does it does it it, it saves saves lives in the sense of it might stop someone topping themselves, it might stop someone topping someone else. Do you know what I mean? Because of they, because of they've changed their, 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 you know, I, I, I do genuinely believe, and my mum would tell you this, my dad would probably tell you the same thing. If I didn't start making art, I'd be dead by now. I'd mm. be dead or in jail by now, hundred percent. Exactly what I was saying myself. hundred percent. And people think it's people think it's a, it's a cliche, but cliches are cliches for a reason because they're because they're, because mm. they're fucking true. Do you know what I mean? And this is this is gospel like that. I, I know that I'd be. I would have gone back to what I know. I would have started serving up. I would have. I would have started, and then I would have started thinking, "Oh, he's got." I would have started robbing people. Yeah. Because that's how I was. I don't know what was wrong with me. I just didn't know how to control myself. And now I've got art to... to it's put. a substitute. Oh, it's what yeah. I say to people. I say that the criminal world was the world I was lived in. It was the culture I was living in. Yeah. It's everyone I knew was a criminal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I've been introduced, or I sort of half introduced myself yeah. into this other world. Yeah. And now I'm in a world where everyone I know is an artist. Yes. And... It's mad. It's a, it's a whole different thing. You rely on other artists. Yeah, you used to rely on criminals. Yeah, yeah. You know, but although to be fair, half my mates still think I'm fucking at it in some yeah. way. I'm, I'm up to something. Yeah, that's yeah, I've been yeah. doing it for years and they still think I'm, I'm going to be some sort of forger or something yeah, like yeah. that. They won't have it. That is kosher. <laughs> they won't have it. Where do you go to relax? Where do I go to relax? Or how do you relax? So I, feel like I see I started painting. I, like, I go for walks. I go for walks up West End. I just or, or, or the East End. I just go for it and I walk and I walk and I walk, and then and because of what I do is that I with have, no direction. No, no direction. Nice. No, okay. direction no direction. No so direction. No direction. No, it's a derive. I believe they call it the situationist artist. They call it a derive, which is like a it's like a meander with no no yeah. direction. Yeah. No. I I uh, I find it vital to my practice that I have to do that. I go through cycles, so I'll have like at the moment I'm going through a cycle of making with my hands. And then I'll go for a cycle of writing. Then I'll go for a cycle of reading and looking. And then I'll go for a cycle of, yeah, like pretty much being down. Yeah. And sort of like letting it all sort of sink in and sort of sleeping too much and not not working enough. And But if that's, that, that will or has or is part of your art process. It is, it is. But yeah, but we live in a society, don't we? So sometimes people just think you're lazy, but no, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's mental health as well. Like, you know, we all I mean, have it. I got it. told from the very start when I started doing art, we would come in and we would just be sitting there talking about art. Yeah. And the screws would come into the art class and make some little schneid remark yeah. that we're just sitting there chatting. And our tutor would always go, they're talking about art. It's exactly the same as making yeah, because you're, you know, you're you're sort of discovering. Yeah, of course, 
I think I mean, even, right, that's even a bit different to, to sitting in bed all day. <laughs> yeah, well, even down to even down to like going to gigs, stuff like that. You need to experience life to be able to to be able to regurgitate it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean, so, if there was you and five other artists, past and present, what would be your perfect group show? Oh, mate, that's well hard. That's that. I oh, mate, that's a well hard question. Um, I've kind of got the perfect group show already, and it's me and my pals. If I'm honest with you, the Pokeradi buddies. <laughs> uh, right, it'd be, it'd be yeah, it'd be me and my friends, and we'd have you know. I've tried to make it happen a few times, and I will make it happen. Who else? I mean, I'd love to. I don't know. I'd love I mean, to show that... loads of people, but but there's no. I think I'd probably have Damien Hurst there as well, just to just to just to see what he has to say about himself, and then and you know, I'd have a few buds, but but for, to have an actual show, I've, I think I've already got it, and it's me and my pals. Like it's me, my favorite artists are my best friends, and my yeah. favorite, my favorite musicians are my best friends that's too. A good answer. And uh, and that's and that's it's just a matter of time. And I believe that. So I believe that with all with all with all my faith and like, with all yeah, believe it's just a matter of time. I've been trying to make this happen for a while, like to get the you know. There's I've got five people in mind, um, who I definitely want in this show, and it's going to be the Pokardy buddies, the poor cripple shoe sign boys, because we all come up, we all came up the same way. None of us had art in our house or anything like that we didn't sort of experience a culture or whatever yeah, like. we didn't yeah. have that we we were told to go out and get a job or like you know get a trade mm. and that's kind of that's what we were told um from young and we all got in trouble at school and then we all ended up you know institutionalized and whether it was being sectioned or going away or, how did you find sorry this is just j- jumping back a bit how did you find coming out of prison which is a Highly testosterone environment, mm. violent, rough, yeah. and then walking into university the same day, which is very liberal, laid back, and was this women when I, walking about? You know, when I was well, when I was when I was in a uh, Latchmere house, I was uh, I was on I was getting my bottles. That's exactly what yes, I was doing from yeah. Latchmere. So so yeah, I was coming. I had like. Plastic, and Rottle, pl- if, if, if yes. what people don't know, he's released on temporary yeah. license. So, so yes, yeah, day release, day release. So I, I was, and so I'll be leaving, yeah, I'll be leaving like lovely Richmond, going up to, going up to lovely Chelsea as well. I was on the, I was on the King's Road, had a, <laughs> obviously I matched up with a girl there, <laughs> so she was taking me out for dinner every day, <laughs> but I had a bit of dough left over. I was, it was mad, it was mad, like the actual... Going into a place, one one all about oppression to one all about expression, you know, surrounded by flipping plastic yardies and yeah, idiot skinheads, yeah. and then you're going to lovely, like lovely people that like really want to care about you and care about what you got to say. It was a, it was a head fuck. Mm. Going back was sometimes you'd think I just wanted to I just want to do the bird. I want to get back in myself. Is what yeah, I would think sometimes. Yeah. I just think yeah because if this is too much like because. Because the days would go longer, and but it was no, it was it was it was it was really good for me. I I I um, I think I did alright. I think I did alright. And I, I like the answer you give to a question once when when they said, um, "Do you think you was rehabilitated?" And you yeah. said, "No, I was habilitated." Yeah, there was no re about it. There was no re about it. I was the bad crowd. I was always the criminal. Yeah. So like, so how do you read something that's never happened? You know, and I'm not saying that I come from a good family and that, but no, no one ever sort of. We were just, it was just normal, you yeah. know what I mean. And um, you, you, your life has to be remoulded and moved, made into something else. I don't understand this whole re culture. Like, oh yeah, you go to prison, you get rehabilitated, but it doesn't really work like that. Yeah, you know, I didn't see any rehabilitation in prison. I, like, I didn't see. Any. I didn't see any. I saw people being banged up. Yeah. Like, and I saw I saw people trying to change themselves for the better, and then I saw people sort of come to terms with why they are the way they are. I mean, that they, was, they start introducing these rehabilitation courses when I was in there. Yeah. People were going on these courses. They were trying to put people together who don't like each other in a circle to tell their stories. As soon as someone started taking the piss, it kicked off. Yeah. But they still ticked every box. You know, yeah. the prison went, yeah, that, they've done their course. Yeah, but that's because they were getting their points. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. If you weren't an artist, right. what would you be? Oh, I'd be a crook, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be a crook, innit? If I wasn't an artist, I'd be your chef. Or something like that. If I was, if I was straight, if I was a straight guy, I'd be a chef. I like cooking. A similar thing. Um, See, some people have <laughs> trouble with this question. We were talking about Bill Daggs earlier. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I asked Bill Daggs, he went paint and decorator. Yeah, I've done, I've, yeah, I've seen yeah, here. I've done, I've, I do. I still do paint and decorating every now and then. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm cooking it. Right, so Oreo will be back on the scene. Yeah, I'll be back on the scene. What you got coming up? Like I say, I've got uh, a residency coming up in Notting Hill, which should be good. That's with some like-minded folk. And then another residency coming up in Letchworth, which I really... um, I'm really looking forward to the Letchworth one. I've been doing quite a lot of research about the place. It's a really interesting place, quite like Orwellian... It's like a satellite city, and uh, some there's a place called Hampstead Garden Suburb, which was designed by the same person, yeah, and, and yeah. I sort of know that area a bit, and I've always found that area quite strange. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'm into like into like surveillance and like the panopticon and how watchtowers work and satellites nice. work and things like that. So I'm gonna, I think there's a good piece of work coming from that. The Notting Hill thing, I'm just gonna go in there, I'm gonna see what happens, I'm gonna feed off the area, and I'm gonna just crack on. Um, what else have I got coming up? I've got, I've got loads of poetry shows coming up. One on the 20th of this month at the Box Park in Wembley and then we're doing a, a series of them in the new Hoxton Hotel in Southwark, which I think will be just the, the first Tuesday or the first Wednesday of every month. Um, what else have I got coming up? Uh, loads of, yeah, just more music coming out um, and just trying to open up my own space. Have my own have my own sort of autonomy in this art world because I'm sick of like you know just living hand to mouth. To be honest, mm-hmm. I want I want I, I think I think I've been I've been grinding long enough where I feel like I, I deserve uh, I deserve, I feel like I'm established enough to to, to you know have a, have a, have a, have a chunk of change so that we can get yeah. by and, and bring other people through. Mm. To be fair, nice. Yeah. Where can people find you? Website, social media. My website is www.johncostiart.com, which is J-O-H-N-C-O-S-T-I-A-R-T.com. My uh, Instagram is J is Johnny Cost Johnny underscore Costi, which is J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore C-O-S-T-I. And then I've got Facebook as well, which is uh, Johnny Dabelli. Which is J? Which is another alias? <laughs> J O H N N Y D A B E L I. And you can always Google me. There's loads of stuff that comes up. I've got Huffington Post. Yeah, if you Google John Costi, you'll see quite a few sort of interviews and stuff come up, um, which can be quite interesting. But the website's good. I need some updating. Um, so just bear with me. Yeah. Good. That's all my questions done. Sweet, John. Thank you much, mate. <laughs> no, that's all right. Nice, nice. Oh man, Johnny Costi, what a fella. You won't get many podcasts being as blunt and as open as Johnny. Another example of just how art can be the turning point in a person's life. As Johnny mentioned there, he's very close to Jeremy Della, who is his, well, unofficial mentor. Another Me opens on the 19th of September at the Royal Festival Hall on London's South Bank. As I said in the intro, it will very probably be be the most powerful exhibition you've ever been to. Each year they have little cards that you can fill in to give comments about specific artworks. If you go, I really do urge you to fill in one, two, five, ten of these cards because the actual card you're filling in goes directly to the artist who's very possibly sitting in prison and you wouldn't believe the boost of morale that really does inject into that person. And if you do go, please contact me on social media at MizogArt, M-I-Z-O-G-A-R-T, and tell me just what you thought of that exhibition. But for now, like I say each week, wherever you listen to this podcast, you should be able to like, subscribe, or leave a comment. I really would urge you to leave a comment, because not only does it help us a lot as a podcast, it really does help anyone else looking for an art podcast. So thanks for listening, and until next week... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.